all morning long. We're talking about second acts, second careers, and life beyond retirement. For more information or to join the conversation, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. In the studio with me now, we're joined by a panel who have all retired from their first careers and found success in their second careers. We're joined by Phil Nuxall. He is a retired speech pathologist. We're also joined by Paula Colstead. She's retired from GE. Rounding out our panel is Brad and Karen Hughes. They retired from their first careers and launched a retail store. They'll tell us more about that in a second. It's our pleasure to welcome you all to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Rodney. It's great to be here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedules. So we're going to start with Phil. Phil, that name, Nuxall. I've heard that name somewhere. Have just can't you? place it. Um, <laughs> not so, too many Not too many around with that name. All right. So whether it was Crosley Field or Riverfront Stadium or Great American Ballpark, what was it like growing up in the shadows of the whole baseball thing? What was that like for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, a range of emotions intimidating at times, exciting, because you know, I met a lot of really interesting people, sports-wise and otherwise. Uh, it was a great education in how to get along with all types of people, which I really appreciate. Um, yeah, I it's it was interesting. Okay, and of course your dad was? Joe, yeah, Joe the old left-hander. All right. I'm the old right-hander. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Phil, your first career was a speech pathologist. Is that right? That's correct. Speech oh. and language pathologist. Okay. And so I kind of feel like you're on your third and fourth, third. Career, third and fourth career. So, yeah. so after you retired as a speech pathologist, you went on to do what? <laughs> this is really interesting. <laughs> I created the first position of historian for Spring Grove Cemetery and Arboretum because they had never had a historian. And when I realized how much history, landscape, architecture, uh, et cetera, was in the cemetery and Arboretum, I just thought it was a shame that nobody was keeping track of it. So I created my own position. I did that for a year, and then the second year I started the um, docent or tour program. Okay, and then you wrote books. Sure, why not? (laughs) Why not? Yeah. Um, I remember when I first started walking in Spring Grove uh, thinking, this place is so fantastic. You know, it's a real gem uh, for Cincinnati and actually all of America. And I thought a really nice coffee table book should be you know, available. Um, so that my first book was a coffee table book with mostly beautiful photographs. And then uh, that was so successful, it sold out twice. It's now out of print, which is a wonderful problem. <laughs> and I had so many people that said they loved the first book, but they wanted to know more about the people, you know, that were in the photos and the monuments and whatnot. So that's when I wrote the second book, which is Stories in the Grove. 115 stories. Okay. And so, again, people, this is all after retirement from his, yeah. his first career. And then you have another career going uh, on. Sure. But, why not? Uh, it's only a, a hour show. So maybe. We'll, <laughs> yeah. yeah i to so, keep it short. Yeah, so we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I, I do want to know about that, uh, by the way. Okay. All right. We're going to move over to my friend Paula. Paula, I know Paula very well. 
Um, I was on the Alzheimer's board for eight years. I just retired, and I I use the word retire. I re- they retired me off the board. I'm way too young for that, by you the way. Are. Yeah, for um, um, last August, so it's been over a year now that I've been off the board. But so I know you very well, and you have a great story. So you started off, and you retired from. GE. GE, right? GE Aviation, correct. Okay, and so you went on, you are now the executive director of the Alzheimer's Association, but you have a very personal story why you chose to embark on a second act, a second career after you retired from GE, is that right? Absolutely. And, you know, in my wildest dreams, I never thought we'd be here talking about this writing. I think the story of my story uh, really began when I met my husband uh, when we were in high school, first football game of the season. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was amazing, smart, talented, funny, um, and he had his driver's license. So I think uh, <laughs> I think we were destined uh, to be together. But uh, so, you know, we dated through high school and college and um, and then got married. He was, as I said, he was a great dad. He was a decorated war veteran. Um, when he turned uh, like late 40s, he started to do things that were out of character for him. And uh, I didn't think much of it. You know, when you're married to somebody, it's it's something that you just uh, overlook some things. And and eventually um, there were several things that happened that just made made me think we better get this checked out. And so after a year of testing, he was diagnosed with probable uh, young onset Alzheimer's disease. We knew nothing about it. And so then I became a customer of the Alzheimer's Association. And truly, this is the disease that, um, you know, that is just devastating in every way. So the person who has it can't even help you through it because their their brain is under attack. Their brain is failing. And so it was a huge challenge. And had it not been for the Alzheimer's Association, which was, by the way, um, uh, one of the favorite charities of GE Aviation, uh, I don't know what we would have done. So so that's how I came to be here as a customer, and then they approached me about being executive director. And you couldn't turn it out? I could not. All right. So let's talk to Brad and Karen. You guys, Brad and Karen Hughes, you are the co-owners of Artichoke, which is a gourmet kitchenware um, shop for people that don't know. But you guys had two separate careers. You had two. You had your own career um, Karen, tell me about what you were doing before you guys embarked on this second act after retirement. I spent 35 years at the University of Cincinnati as a professor and an administrator in the College of Design, Architecture, Art, and Planning. Uh, so I spent my life teaching students and being totally immersed and involved in design. Uh, that, I think, translated into approaching our new project as a big design project. All right. And what about you, Brett? What were you doing? Well, I actually, I, I'm engineering background. Um, I left uh, pharmaceutical uh, compliance. I'd been there for many years and um, uh, was not ready just to sit down and do anything. Uh, so I wanted to, Karen and I wanted to embark on a new uh, a new project. And what I describe our relationship is she's the 64 Crayola box. She's the artist. Every crayon is in perfect order. They're sharp. There's a sharpener on her box too. Me, I am the eight Crayola box. I've lost four. The dog ate a couple, pretty much black. And so that's all I need. And so the two of us coming together to uh, create this uh, store was quite a, a, uh, a challenge and an experiment as it was, but it's been a lot of fun. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, all morning long, we're talking about second acts, second careers, and life beyond retirement. 
For more information on the show, you can like us on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. In the studio with me now, we're joined by a panel of those that have retired and gone on to second careers. In the studio with me is Phil Nuxall. He's a retired speech pathologist. Paula Costed is retired from GE and currently serving as executive director of the Alzheimer's Association. Brad and Karen Hughes are owners of Artichoke, a gourmet kitchenware shop in Over the Rhine and Finley Market. More specifically, Karen was an associate professor at the University of Cincinnati and Brad worked in the pharmaceutical industry. Now, Paula, Karen and Brad, let me ask you guys this. When most people retire, they retire into a career that's less pressure and less responsibilities. Now, you two own your own store and Paula, you took on the executive director position that has to come with more pressure and a whole lot more stress. I'd, I'd say I have never worked Karen. harder in my whole life. Okay, so Karen, with Artichoke, you've never worked harder in your life. Paula, what about you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we, we really work hard at GE Aviation, and it's exactly the same. I felt like I left GE one night on a Sunday night, and uh, that Monday morning I started working at the Alzheimer's Association, and it was exactly the same, if not more. Uh, It's just so cool, though, to be so passionate and to be working on something you care about this much and using every skill that you learned in your first career. So, uh, I mean, it's sort of a marriage made in heaven. Okay. Phil, a lot of stress for, is it stressful for you now once you left your original career? It's the opposite, to be truthful. Okay, good, good. Yeah, (laughs) it's more physical you know, uh, I'm using my body in ways I've never used it before. Like yesterday, we moved four uh, uh, upright beds uh, for planting. And uh, my supervisor, Jill, who's probably one of the most physically fit women I've ever met in my life, <laughs> used the term, this is backbreaking. Oh, wow. And I was so excited. I'm like, I'm actually using the term backbreaking, uh-huh. you know, at this old age. Um you know, it's I'm I'm doing things on my terms now, so to me that's less stressful. Okay. You know, I'm, I feel like I can call the shots more than I was able to before. If okay. I could build on what Phil just said on the same thing from an artichoke standpoint, it's one of those ones where all of my life we'd been, and I think Karen's too, we'd been part of large organizations, and I wasn't ready just to sit down and just stare. Uh, and uh, and uh, wander around. I wanted to have a new challenge, and this just gave a whole new open up, whole new avenues to do. And to, yeah, stressful, but that's what life's about: is is t- new challenges and growing. Okay, let me ask you this: So, did your skill set in your first career did that help you with what you're doing now after retirement in this new career that you embarked on? Paula shaking her head. Absolutely, I, 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 you know, they talk about difference between profit and nonprofit. There's really not that much. Uh, I use ev- absolutely every skill. I was in communications, community, and public relations, government relations. I use every one of those things every day at the Alzheimer's Association. So it was a natural segue for me. All right, Brad and Karen. Well, I'd have to say right now. Actually, I'll build on Paula's right now. Actually, in a profit zone, and started a new store. We're pretty much nonprofit too, right now. <laughs> <laughs> as you build the business. Um, uh, but again, the skills that I had, Karen, uh, will, uh, will mention in a second that she's from a design standpoint, use those, but mine was from a compliance and engineering. So I look at things, uh, from the accounting side, the business side of things. 
Yeah, I um, very much used everything that I have done in my life and taught. And uh, it's it was very interesting to suddenly be doing the things that I was teaching my students to do <laughs> and to really think of it in those terms. So it was, a, it was a big design project. Okay. So, you know, let me ask you guys this because, you know, this is the question. You know, while other – I'm sure you have other people that you're around your same age that have actually retired. You know, they're spending life at the beach. You know, they're spending more time with the grandkids. They're napping. They're relaxing. Are you still – and you guys are still hard at work. Are you a little envious of that or are you okay with that? Or do you think, did I make the right decision? I should be enjoying myself now. How do you guys feel about that, your take on that feel? I am enjoying myself okay. now. Okay, so. I, truly, no, I have no regrets whatsoever. Okay, good. Um, Paolo. Yeah, I, I'm having a blast. I, I think I do kind of look at some of my friends who aren't doing what I'm doing but I know that I'm a bit of a different animal than, than some other people. <laughs> and uh, if if they thrive doing what they do, I, I'm i happy for them. It's just not me. Okay, good. You guys? I think uh, there, there are times where I'm very envious when I look at some of my friends who are off traveling and doing things. Uh, but I'm not sure I can imagine myself doing that full time. Okay. Uh, this is too much of a, a fun challenge. And I think there's a, a sense of ownership and a f- sense of – Having created something worthwhile, and I'd have to say, I'd have to say the same thing. I'm not so much envious of other folks. I think early on it was a really, it was a lot of physical work to start the store up, but now we have people, and so now we can stand back and we can actually do some things uh, and enjoy that. But we've also have the day to day business that we're involved with, and it's growing the business, and it's just fun seeing uh, new people coming in. Actually, the world comes to us now; we don't have to go to them. Okay. Now, I must say, out of everybody here, I kind of feel like you guys, you embarked on something that was just a lot of work. I mean, because you own it. It's yours. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work owning your own business. Yes. It is, and I think it was, there were so many things that we brought to it that we were already doing, but so many things that were completely new for us. Neither of us had ever owned a business. We'd never done retail. Um, it was a very, very steep learning curve, which was a great challenge. All right, so what is your biggest – what is the biggest reward of working in your second career? Paula. Well, my goal uh, is to end this devastating disease. You know, when my husband got it, at such a young age, our, our youngest was a freshman in high school. I had no idea of the epidemic nature of Alzheimer's. And so being being part of a team that is working every day to care and cure this disease, care for the people who are battling it, and one day end it, sixth leading killer in the United States, only disease among the top ten that has no cure. Um, every 65 seconds, someone gets this disease that is like no other. It's the most feared and expensive disease in the nation. So wouldn't it be great to help our to help all the families who are battling it and to help the entire country uh, by ending it? So that's my biggest challenge. All right. And for you, Phil Nuxall, what's the biggest re- reward of working here in in your second career? I would say appreciating what farmers do. Mm-hmm. would be at the top of the list um appreciating you know our nature for sure you know we have a few animals on the farm where i work now that <laughs> i'll never forget it's been over a week ago the first time i was taken out to the hen house where all the chickens are 
and Jill opened the door and like it looked like a million chickens flew out. <laughs> and I just remember feeling pure joy. It was like one of the most joyful moments of my life. Mm. I'm like, that's really interesting that chickens would do that. <laughs> but there was just something so free about it and – yeah, you know, getting back to the garden, like Joni Mitchell said, in Woodstock. That's how I feel. All right. Good, good. All right, Karen and Brad, what is it like for you? What's the biggest reward, the most rewarding part of being in your second career? Well, actually, from our standpoint, we have really been committed to Cincinnati, and specifically the downtown over the Rhine area and the redevelopment of that area and getting people to come back down and live. We not only just come down to see a baseball game, but actually live at the market and live down there. And so building a business, investing in that, we actually own Artichoke, the store, but we have a development company that's uh, with all of our money going into downtown uh, development and that being able to see people living down, it's being able to see people walk their dogs now in the park and and mothers with uh, with uh, uh, strollers with uh, children. That's just that's the biggest reward for me. All right, good. So, is there a plan in place, an active plan in place for you guys to actually retire one day? <laughs> well, I'll just quote my kids, and they say, "Mom, you'll never retire." Okay. So, uh, you know, and the word retire, I don't, I think it's a misnomer. I think that folks just go on to continue to do great things in their lives, whatever it is they love to do, and that's what life's all about. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Phil, you're, you're loving those chickens, but is there a plan? <laughs> <laughs> is there a plan somewhere down the line just to say, just just head to the beach, retire? Absolutely not. Okay. No. No. No okay. desire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't, you're not having any part of that. No. <laughs> all right. Karen <laughs> and, and Brad, any plans to actually retire? You're just getting into the um your business but any plans you know you you plan everything out come on you have to have a plan to retire come on uh i think we have kind of a plan uh, at some point where it's more matter of gradually sort of stepping back but staying within what we're doing uh we're loving it we love being part of it and the kind of ownership that you have over this sort of project it's, it's all at just different levels. When we first started out, we were cleaning the bathrooms. We were unpacking the boxes and stocking the shelves. And now we're stepping back and watching the business grow. And I, there, there will always be challenges. I can't imagine not having a challenge in life because if you don't have a challenge, then why? Okay. And finally this morning, um, for those listening that may be retiring next week, tomorrow, next year, and thinking about having a second act, choosing a second career, what advice would you guys give to them? Think long and hard before going into retail. All right. That's right. All right. <laughs> Very wise advice. All right. Phil. I'll tell you what helped me. I sat down at the kitchen table one morning and I made a list of things that I like to do, that I would want to do. And that really, really helped me kind of set the, the new path. And I remember writing down, I want to be outside, I want to be moving, I want to be helping in some way. So I would say, you know, make a make a list, you know, just kind of fantasize. All right, good. Paula? Yeah, I would totally agree with Phil. I think it's it's important to plan. And, you know, at this point in your life, you've done a lot of things. You have a lot of options, honestly. And, and follow your passion. Do what you love. Mm-hmm. I'd say um, I think one of the best things that we did was we hired consultants to help us. Um, One of the nice things about being at that stage of life is you do have some extra resources that you didn't have when you, say, first got out of high school or college. And 
deploying those and being able to get somebody who was familiar with the business, who was an expert, who could help us in understanding what we needed to do to start a business was just critical. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners, if they would like to find out more about you guys and what you're doing in the organizations and your second acts and things like that, how can they find out more about you? Starting with that beautiful store of artichoke. You guys have all the cookware and that I have to bring my wife down there. She probably would have a ball. <laughs> All right. No, you're welcome to stop in any time. We have the same hours as Finley Market, uh, and we are just located just south of Rheingeist on Elm Street. Also, you can go to artichokeotr.com and learn more about us. All right, Paula Colt said, if our listeners would like to find out more about you, if they would like to find out more about Alzheimer's disease, how can they find out more? Uh, they can call our 800 number, which is 800 272 3900. 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. All of our programs and services are free. This is a tough disease to do on your own, so I encourage them to call. All right. Phil Nuxall, if our listeners, if they would like to get that book out of print and get that book back up. And <laughs> look, he's making it. Oh, a, my gosh. If they um, would like to get one of your books or they would like to, to purchase more sure. of your books, if they would like to find out more about you, you should have seen the expression on his face. <laughs> like, oh, my God, we're going to do a whole protest. Get that book back, right? <laughs> um, um, yeah, if there's any interest in uh, either of the books, contact Orange Frazier. Uh, press.com so it's o-r-a-n-g-e f-r-a-z-e-r-p-r-e-s-s.com all right and it's all it's on amazon okay the books and the title of the books again uh the one that's out of print is beauty in the grove i'll bring it back you can get that on amazon <laughs> or yeah i think so all right uh used ones and then the one that is available in all the local bookstores is stories in the grove all right. And, My Orange Fraser Press all in right. Wilmington, Ohio. All right. And that book is by Phil Nuxall. Thank you guys for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for taking time out of your second careers to talk to me. Thank it's been you. Great. Thank, you. Thank you. This was fun. We've been speaking to Phil Nuxall, Paula Colstead, and Brad and Karen Hughes. For more information on the show, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. Again, all morning long, we're talking about second acts, career change, retirement, and life and employment after the age of 50. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.